Lucy Smoulier. He's a very French, very famous French actor. Chronic. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. All that, <laughs> all that chronic. Chronic has got my got my throat all messed up. Have those allergies just thrown off? All that, all that reefers dried my eyes out. <laughs> I would cry, but all the reefers dried my eyes out. Oh, welcome, right. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, episode number what? This four? is episode four. Trace Quattro, yeah. Episode four. It's sort of a an emergency broadcast. We were going to do the second part of our best of, but uh, Dave won some Emmys Sunday night, and uh, his special Sticks and Stones won some Emmys, and so um, we had to address it. Had to be addressed. It's an excellent special. Came out just about a year ago, actually. September of 2019. Won the Emmys last night. Did you watch the Emmys by any chance? I didn't watch it. No, buddy. I, um, let's see. What was going on? Is there a Cowboys During game? The- Monday oh. night. Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, the Cowboys had the early game. Of course, I was tuned in. Um, but football, I mean, it was, it was football and NBA playoff as well. So, unlike you, sir, I was watching uh, sports <laughs> all evening. Yeah, and I was not – I wasn't watching the Emmys either. I don't know what I was doing. But um, I saw that my girl Zendaya – Zendaya? Zendaya won for um, yeah. Euphoria. Yeah. Have you watched that show? No. Don't watch that show, buddy. You got you got you got kids that are at that at that age. It'll make you paranoid, son. Mm, don't tell me that. It is a horrible show. I I watched like three episodes. I said I'm never having kids. <laughs> it's awful. The shit that they're going through. Mm, no, don't watch that show, buddy. I told my mom and Mike don't watch it either. They were like, "Wait, have you seen Euphoria?" I was like, "Yes," and you guys should not see it. <laughs> well. Maybe this is a uh, this is an off the air question, but I'm I'm just really confused right now um, about what's so bad about this show. It's just where do I start? How much time you got, buddy? <laughs> well, first how of much all, time do you got there, buddy? Lots of um, drugs and alcohol, <laughs> sex. Lots of lots of sex. Um, and these are teens, teenagers, supposed to be in high school. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I don't want to watch it. No, the drugs that they're doing and the... Mm, no. Don't even want to go there. Anyway, but our, our, our man, Dave, won, uh, or his special won three Emmys. And um, I guess I should probably have, have that information, what those Emmys were. Uh, I know his writer, his director won. Well, we'll play the accepted speech at the end and everybody will know. But we're going to do a little bit of an overview or deep dive into the 
special itself, which is on Netflix, Sticks and Stones, um, along with several other of his more recent specials. And I guess Dave is a Netflix man now. He's not going back to HBO, and I don't blame him. Yeah, I think he's uh, <clears throat> what he's he signed a a multi production deal with Netflix, didn't he? He did. He did. So the special that we're getting into is the one that um, <laughs> got famously excoriated by the critics. Um, it got a, a Rotten Tomato score of, I believe, thirty five percent. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's from the, from the critics. Um, That's just terrible. But the audience rating was a 99%. So ah. it kind of shows you the, the Piss difference. On you, critics. Yeah, between the, uh, between the critics and the, uh, the actual audience. Yeah, I believe the tomato meter for critics, yeah. But look, I mean, it's only out of 17 people. So there are 17 critics that collectively said this is politically incorrect and it's not popular to, to like comedy like this. So 35%. 40,808 users, audience members, and it got a 99. Oh, great. So the audience could take a joke better than the critics, which makes sense. The critics, it's like their job to, to dig and read between the lines and find the, let's just say, not so politically correct things that uh, we're going to be getting into here with this special. <laughs> I thought it was great. But <laughs> And but, this I is mean, also, that, yeah, this is the one where he's got the jumpsuit, too, the, the Kim right. Jong-un kind of outfit. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and that's the thing that throws me about this, though, buddy. It's just that, I mean, comedy has told the line of, of you know, too soon type comedy forever. I mean, who wants to hear jokes that are you know politically correct or are about topics that aren't sketchy and and make your butt cheeks cringe up when you hear them i mean who wants to hear that kind of you know um that type of comedy no one no yeah. one wants to hear that i mean it's we, it's really like there's a war on comedy now yeah I mean, no one wants to hear Mr. Rogers' comedy. I'm sorry. No. So this was, it was great. Um, critics, you can suck it. Dave's going to tell you better than I can a little later on when we get to the end of the show. Um, what he feels about you during his acceptance speech. Uh, you're <laughs> terrible and you're piss poor. <laughs> he went after the, uh, the Michael Jackson accusers in that new documentary on HBO Leaving Neverland. <laughs> he said, I don't believe these motherfuckers. <laughs> did you watch the documentary? Yes, I did. I did too. I'm surprised. I don't recall us discussing that documentary, though. <laughs> some, things are, some things are better left <laughs> not talked about. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we both was so uncomfortable after watching that <laughs> to where it wasn't brought up but i'm I'm still a little surprised because i mean we we talk about mm, pretty much everything um, yeah that would have been way like, more uncomfortable things than that that but, would have been one of those that i probably would have sent you a text and you would have been like goodbye buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that happens pretty frequently <laughs> yeah listeners that mm, that happens quite often uh Kyle is, uh, he's notorious for, for 
crossing the line is what I like to call it. He, he crosses the line quite often, and I'll, I have to end the conversation because he's made me uncomfortable. So, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, like, I'm like Rick James. I'm a habitual line stepper. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, we'll go into some of these reviews. I think the, the, the bulk of it was people were mad about the Michael Jackson thing. People were upset about making fun of transgender people. And, you know, I mean, one of the, one of the, uh, the comedians that, who's also a trans woman, which I think that means that she's, she was a guy and now she's a woman or yes. identifies as a, a trans woman anyway. And um, she said, look, I would be... I would feel left out if they didn't make fun of, of us. You know, it's like in some ways it's giving the, that community more visibility. But, you know, there's also people, Darren, that are out there that are just professional victims and they're looking for anything to be upset about. Yes, that is, I agree. It's terrible. Speaking of cancel culture, let's get into our first clip. All right, the next one. The next one's a little harder. I want to see if you can guess who it is I'm doing an impression of. All right, let me get in the character. You got to guess who it is, though. <clears throat> okay, here it goes. Uh, duh. Hey, duh. if you do anything wrong in your life, duh, and I find out about it, I'm going to try to take everything away from you. And I don't care what I find out. It could be today, tomorrow, 15, 20 years from now. If I find out, you're fucking duh, finished. <laughs> yeah, who's that? That's you. <laughs> That's what the audience sounds like to me. That's why I don't be coming out doing comedy all the time, because y'all niggas is the worst motherfuckers I've ever tried to entertain in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so he's just, you know, and did you see where, you know, he was doing an impression and he was asking them to, say, to guess who the impression was. And people were saying Trump. And he's like, no, that's you, motherfuckers. It's <laughs> you. You know, uh, and he, he's just touching on. And, and that's one of the things I think uh, that we love about, about Dave. He's, he's bringing the comedic side of it. But he's being bluntfully honest with you. Yes. And that's in, I mean, that's truly how he feels. Uh, he, he, he's spoken about this in, in several different instances, um, you know, and it, it comes off in a, you know, he puts it in a comedic way, but he's, he's spitting his truth, basically. He's spitting hot fire, as Dylon would say. <laughs> yes, sir, he is. Who's the five greatest comedians of all time? Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Because he spits hot fire. <laughs> All right. Um, this next one is what got a lot of <laughs> the critical attention, the negative reviews. It's talking about that documentary, Leaving Neverland, and how Michael mm. Jackson liked to take a long gander at the anus. <laughs> that. Goddamn sick of it. This is the worst time ever to be a celebrity. You're going to be finished. Everyone's doomed. Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 years, and this nigga has two new cases. <laughs> and if you haven't watched that documentary 
uh, then I'm begging you, don't watch it. <laughs> it's fucking gross. I felt like HBO was sticking baby dicks in my ears before I was straight. Really nasty shit. I want to know all these things. Turns out, uh, Michael Jackson allegedly likes a long gander at the anus. <laughs> they said he stares at people's buttholes. That's what they said. That's how gross the documentary was. <laughs> I'm going to say something that I'm not allowed to say. But I got to be real. I don't believe these motherfuckers. I do not believe it. But let me qualify the statement. I, I am what's known on the streets as a victim blamer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody come up to me like, Dave, Dave, Chris Brown just beat up Rihanna. I'll be like, well, what did she do? <laughs> I have to agree with Dave on that. I think I'm a, I'm a victim blamer a, as well. You're a victim blamer as well. Yeah, yeah, I am. Well, I really, it's just, it's I really, really am. I'm like, well, you know, because I, I think that it, you know, for the most part, it's, it's actions that cause a reaction. So, what did you do? Well, you know. somebody said, yeah, it's like whenever they. Uh, that video, I guess they were like in an elevator. That was a video of, of him beating the shit out of Rihanna. And somebody was like, um, I want to see the video like 30 before. seconds, 30 seconds before. <laughs> right. See what kind of horrible shit that girl was saying to him, getting all in his face, telling him he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a man and this and that. Yeah. Probably, probably bits telling him like daring him to hit her and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hit me, motherfucker. <laughs> yep. I don't put it past. So don't put it past. So the controversial, um, controversial take, because <laughs> you know it's the Me Too era. You have to believe all women, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, Dave caught a little flack for for this little part on on MJ and <laughs> and accusing him of uh, liking to stare, have a long stare at the anus. <laughs> Did, and so you did see the documentary. Do you believe those guys? I do, actually. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. I don't know. I, I, but you could hear something. When he something that. about me. I don't know. I, I do, though. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, if you would have asked me this question uh, back when that came out and we were in the moment of it, I could have gave you more reasons why, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, looking, I do know that I just, I, I believe them then. So, you know, it's been about a, what, a year now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, be, I believe them. Well, it's interesting. The, um, the black community was very defensive of, of Michael Jackson when he was still alive and going through facing these charges. And um, I think there was actually a sketch on Chappelle's show about it where they were asking him 
it was like the jury the jury pool sketch and it's like he made thriller man <laughs> he <Thriller>. made thriller <laughs> yeah. and um and there was a lot of i mean you would see when he when michael jackson would come to court there'd be a large crowd not just black people white people asian people all i mean people were coming to his defense saying you know these charges are false all these kids are making it up but i don't know man come on when they when <laughs> When they when they're all describing pretty much the same thing, same <laughs> shit. It's like very come on, specific. buddy. Yeah, come on, come on, buddy. He may have made Thriller, but goddamn it, he may also have liked. This boy likes buttholes <laughs> and little boys buttholes. <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> Speaking of little boys <laughs> buttholes, <laughs> the next clip. Um, talking about uh being a kid being molested by Michael Jackson. So here we go. I don't think he did it. But you know what? Even if he did do it, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's Michael Jackson. I know more than half the people in this room have been molested in their lives. But it wasn't no goddamn Michael Jackson, was it? <laughs> this kid got his dick sucked by the king of pop. All we get is awkward Thanksgivings for the rest of our lives. <laughs> You know how good it must have felt to go to school the next day after that shit? Hey, Billy, how was the weekend? How was my weekend? <laughs> Michael Jackson sucks my dick! <laughs> and that was my first sexual experience. If I'm starting here, then well, sky's the limit. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the borderline too far for me. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. As a man, as a man with as a man with children, <laughs> right? A little bit. It does. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna defer to you for a few minutes, and then we can move on. <laughs> well, I just think, <laughs> I mean, you know that when he's saying that, uh, <laughs> that, you know, it wasn't no goddamn Michael Jackson, was it? I mean, so he's 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 pointing out that there's a huge. Um, percentage of, of people who have been molested i think he said half the people in this room but it wasn't no goddamn michael jackson <laughs> and um you know to to make light of, of of such a horrible situation he goes on to say uh you know these kids have to learn that there's no such thing as a free trip to hawaii which <laughs> is just terrible but um you know but, but yeah he was um and that's the thing about Dave. I mean, it, you know, I don't know if that was well, – I'm, I'm almost of certain for the most part in his specials that everything's calculated. Um, yes, I, I think so. I don't think he does anything without him actually thinking about it or planning it. Um, but that is, that is very real, um, especially in the um, African, African-American community. Uh, more than we want to deal with. 
um, molestation and uh, rape runs mm-hmm. rapid in mm-hmm. inside the families. And the thing is, it's not addressed. Uh, like he said, you know, he was talking about all we get is uncomfortable Thanksgivings. What he's meaning is it's swept under the rug. You still have to see Cousin Joe or, or Uncle Bob that molested you six months ago. And next time you see him is at Thanksgiving. So it's awkward. But, you know, hey, nothing is ever said and it's not addressed. And if you a lot of times in our community, when it is um, mentioned or spoken upon, you know, you're, you're, you're silenced. You're, you're told to be quiet and don't mention it anymore. Mm. Um, that's how they handled that uh, in previous generations. Um, I think that is changing a little bit more now inside the African-American community. But I do know for past generations, that's how that was pretty much handled. And so, like I said, Dave, he's, you know, he's bringing the comedy side of it, but he's speaking some truth in there about how that's actually handled in the environment in which he grew up in. Interesting take. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is just swept under the rug, I guess, and the most, for the most part. And, you know, those, those two guys that came out in, in that documentary, a lot of people would make the argument that why, why now? Why all of a sudden, you know, the guy's been dead for what, 15 years, and um, people were, there were a lot of people still coming to Michael Jackson's defense, saying that those guys were just trying to get some money. Yeah. And um, so, so trying to get some money, what were they doing? Were they suing his estate? Yes. I believe, I believe they were, yes. Interesting. Well, and also just the fact that they, were in the documentary. I mean, how many how many right. people watched that? They were. Getting, I'm sure they got a piece of that for sure. So, right. I don't know. Not one. Not a. Not a documentary that I want to watch again. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely not one that I'll I'll rewatch. <laughs> not at all. Very dark. It leaves you in a very dark place. But um, that's what a good comedian can do: is take you to a very dark place, and find some some humor in it. Yep. And you laugh so you don't cry. So, um, all right, moving on from the Michael Jackson thing, this next clip, uh, which these are all clips from the special, uh, Six and Stone, which is available on Netflix. I hope that we don't get sued because we're you just cut off. Clips. <laughs> Listen, you will find some copyright infringements at our house, <laughs> on our channel. But um, we seem to be okay with the audio. But this next clip, he's going to be uh, talking about a really interesting issue which um he uses the what they call in the gay community the f word faggot <laughs> and uh, we'll just go ahead and get that out of the way there faggot. i said it <laughs> faggot. Um, <laughs> and um and 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 how the hypocrisy of the uh, standards and practices <laughs> office at comedy central so i think this is one of the most powerful clips from that special i mean it's just really people stood up clapped it was it was amazing so we'll play that one and remember this is 15 years ago i made a mistake i didn't even know i had done anything wrong i had written a sketch that had the word (laughs) 
So I had to go to standards and practices. They call me up. I don't know why they're calling me, but I like the lady that runs the department. She's usually really fair and was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. So she sits me down. We have a nice conversation. She tells me, oh, the sketches are great. I go, oh, fantastic. Well, then why am I here? She said, because, David, there's no way that you can ever say the word faggot on our network. I didn't know I did anything wrong. I didn't try to defend myself. I said, all right, fuck it, I'll take it out. Have a good afternoon. And as I was leaving, it occurred to me, hey, hey, Renee, quick question. <laughs> it's just a question. I, seriously, I want to know, like, why, why is it, why is it that, that I can say the word nigger with impunity? Mm. say the word <laughs> and she said because David you are not gay mm. I said well Renee I'm not a nigger either Guess Dave set Renee straight, didn't he? Set her straight. There was a lot of laughter when he said Renee, too. I guess it's like people didn't think he would actually use the lady's name. I don't know. Everybody laughed at that, but but man, is that? I mean, an it's Dave Chappelle. Point? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at pretty much everything. It does make you think, you know. They said the N word thousands of times, and that was fine. Yeah. But I oh mean, boy. episode one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he came out yes. of the gate with the N word. <laughs> like, you, hey, you were supposed to go back and, well, I already know you, so I know you didn't do it. Oh, count how many times it was said? You're going to count how many times the N word was said in that first sketch. Um, but whatever that number is, I can guarantee you. I mean, it's a big number. Yeah, it's a big number. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of it was said by uh, white people, too. I mean, and she's trying to make this point of like, oh, well, you can't say faggot because you're not gay. But then it's like, oh, so she's saying that you are an N-word. Mm, huh, Dave? Yeah, she she kind of indirectly called him that there. Mm. And I don't know if Renee's white or black. That would be interesting to know. I'm guessing. Well, white. I think I, I from the way he's. My guess is Renee is of the lighter complexion of the <laughs> Caucasian. Um, yeah, she's yeah. probably Caucasian, buddy. Just based on that story, you'd have to assume yes. Um, but I thought that was a that was a really good point that he made there. Just like, why is it okay to 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 denigrate this one group but not this other group? And to my knowledge, even when they did the uh, the, the gay sketches on, on uh, Chappelle's show, like with the, <laughs> the guy that's using the self-propelled lawnmower and he's like dancing behind him. Oh, God. <laughs> and then a lot of the DMV, I don't think the word faggot ever gets said in that. Hmm, interesting. Interesting to think about. Um, yeah, or even when the... Um... <laughs> the gay guy 
that came and he was kind of playing the same role as um, opposite of. Um, oh, uh, Mario Cantone. Yeah, ask, Mario ask a gay dude. <laughs> yeah, ask a gay dude. <laughs> when a guy is with another guy, is it better? How the fuck should I know? Next question. It's better. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the I don't think anybody said faggot in that. Yeah. That one guy from DMX's record labels called him Fruity Pants. Oh, you've got a question for all you Fruity Pants out there. <laughs> from Bloodline Records. What is the rainbow about? <laughs> I want to know. Get back at me about that. Um, okay, this next clip is one that, um, again, I think the, the, the bulk of the criticism came from, from Dave referring to what he calls the alphabet people. <laughs> He's talking about the LGBTQ community. And um, he's got friends that are B's and friends that are L's. And the T's hate his fucking guts. And um, maybe we'll, we'll find out why here after we <laughs> to listen to this clip. And they make him get in and sit in between the B's and the T's. I feel bad for T's, but they're so confusing. And it's not all my fault. I feel like they need to take some responsibility for my jokes. Because <laughs> I didn't come up with this idea on my own. This idea that a person can be born in the wrong body. But they have to admit, that's a fucking hilarious predicament. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. And if it happened to me, you'd laugh, wouldn't you? That wouldn't be funny if it happened to me. I think it would be. What if, what if it did? What if, what, if I was, what if I was Chinese, but, but born in this nigga body? That's not funny. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, I had to go around making that face. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and everyone get mad. Stop making that face. That's offensive. What? <laughs> this is how I feel. <laughs> 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 this is how I feel inside. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> Dave, Dave, Dave. And that face he makes with his Chinese person face <laughs> sticks his teeth out. <laughs> well, isn't his wife his Asian wife's, descent? She's Filipino. Okay, so uh, and that gets pointed out in one of those articles too. Somebody that's I, I think they're trying to defend him. They're like, look, his wife is Asian, so it's okay for him to make that joke. But I think Chinese people would say, well, it's still offensive <laughs> shit to us. <laughs> but um, he's making a point about being born in the wrong body, and and. Uh, <laughs> It reminds me of a previous old stand-up special from, I think it's for, for what it's worth, where he's talking about Asian people. The only people Asian people beef with, beef with are other Asian people. Like if you call a Korean person Chinese. <laughs> what makes you think I'm Chinese? <laughs> so, he's still Dave. Um, let's see. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't pull a whole bunch of stuff about the LGBT, but you know, there's there's plenty of the point is yeah we we completely get the point of <laughs> yeah I what mean, Dave was doing there. It's clear, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty clear. I don't know. Some people are like I said. Some people are just in the business of looking for reasons to cancel somebody. And, yeah, uh, we're in the generation of "quote unquote" canceled culture. Canceled so. culture, yes. Uh, Dave talks about Louis C.K. Now he he died in that terrible masturbation accident. <laughs> Louis C.K. is still trying to come back from that. Um, you know, there's there's different levels. I think you've got Bill Cosby on one on one end, if you know, drugging and raping women. And then you got a guy like Louis C.K. who just kind of was in the room beating off with <laughs> some other female comics. So I don't know. I don't want to get us in trouble. <laughs> Telling you my feelings on that. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's a discussion for off air. Yeah. But I have a feeling we're on the same page with yeah, that. I think we are. <laughs> I have a strong feeling you and I probably align on that whole situation. I, we'll, think, yeah. we, I think we I just do. made a note. We'll definitely talk about that later. Yeah. That's not a that's not an on-air thing. <laughs> All right. So speaking of controversy, the next clip is about school shootings. <laughs> well, another hot button issue in a series of hot button issues. Well, I can go ahead and uh, take me a break on this one, buddy. This one's all you, you and your people. Go right ahead. <laughs> if you're a parent, this shit is terrifying. This shit is real scary. All the parents is looking at each other crazy because we know as parents that one of us is raising the shooter. Mm. <laughs> Just don't know which one of us it is. Oh, why? Is that if you're a white parent, the chances that it's you. <laughs> exponentially higher than the rest of us. <laughs> Shooting up school is a white kid's game. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. No, I hated school too. It never occurred to me. Kill everybody in school? <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Just do what I did, nigga. Try some things. Have you skipped school, nigga? Skip school. <laughs> Take a walk and meet some other kids. Fuck school, nigga. Try drugs. Have you tried drugs out, nigga? I'm like... <laughs> Try drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like if you're a white parent, you know, you know they're all looking around and trying to figure it out. He talks about um That's why that's what mm, that's why before you play that clip I told you I can go take me a, yeah. a break. This one's all you, buddy. You and your people. Yeah, this is it. pretty ninety nine percent of white exclusively white problem. You know, that I, I the except the Virginia Tech kid, he was he was Asian. But pretty much every other school shooting, goddammit, it's been white kids and white boys. Listen here, buddy. Not pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
I mean, it's true. It really is. All that I can, you know, all in our lifetime. Let me say that. Yeah. Yeah. In, in terms in of your and our lifetime. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's 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 crazy. Um, but again, you know, Dave found another dark, dark topic. Um, and sad, sad thing to talk about and found some comic relief in, into it and, and made it extremely funny. Yeah. And he's it, that clip. I didn't get the, the, the first part of it where he's talking about, uh, where he's leading up to it. He's talking about his kids having a, uh, school shooter drill at school. Yeah. Which is a thing they do, I guess now. I mean, shit, we yeah, had kind of tor- like tornado drills. Yeah. We had, I was going to say we had tornado drills, but we never had a school shooting drill. I guess they do that now in schools. He said, you're also, you know, you're also training the shooter. Yeah, you're training the shooter. He's sitting there. We're with meaning the where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's great. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know who's going to do it. You're just giving, giving lessons. Kind of like when uh, Geraldo was over in Afghanistan and Started giving away our military secrets on Fox News. <laughs> we're we're hidden right here on this map. This is where we're hiding from the Taliban. <laughs> and that motherfucker's still on TV too. <clears throat> All right, this one, this next one is is one of my favorites because he's talking about the opioid crisis, which again, seems to be affecting the white community <laughs> disproportionately. Uh, as a, at an alarming rate. <laughs> and, um, you know, making some parallels to the uh, crack ep- epidemic from years past. Um, very, very edgy stuff. Very smart comedy. <laughs> Here we go. Obviously, I'm joking. This opioid crisis is a crisis. I see it every day. It's as bad as they say. It's ruining lives. It's destroying families. Sadly, you know what it reminds me of? Seeing it? It reminds me of us. These white folks look exactly like us during the crack epidemic. You know, it's really crazy to see. And all this shit they talk about on the news about how divided the nation is, I don't believe it. I feel like nowadays we're getting a real good look at each other. Is why? Because I even have insight into how the white community must have felt watching the black community go through the scourge of crack. Because I don't care either. (laughs) (laughs) Hang in there, whites. (laughs) Just say no. What's so hard about that? Remember when y'all said that to us? But it's okay. There's no grudges. Now you finally got it right. Once it started happening to your kids, you realize it's a health crisis. These people are sick. They are not criminals. They are sick. Hmm. Can't deny it. Nope. Hmm. So to carry on with the... um... Just the hypocrisy of, 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 of white people, I guess, to 
when, when the crack thing was going on, it was like, well, put him in jail, arrest him. You know, we had this, the crime bill, which, by the way, Joe Biden was involved in. Um, still going to vote for him. <laughs> but um, God damn it, if they didn't put a lot of black people in jail because of crack cocaine and the mandatory minimum sentences and like the difference between your sentence if you got caught with powder cocaine, which was more likely to be found with white people, or mm-hmm. if you got caught with crack cocaine, which is more likely to be found on black people, one would get you 10 years minimum sentence and one you could get probation. So, mm. Wasn't until the drugs started hitting the white community with the opioids that we decided that it's a public health crisis. Good point. Good point. Hard to find humor in that, but again, Dave Chappelle is a genius, and he was able to to do that. Some of the stuff that he points out is it's like <clears throat> the point is not to be funny. He's really trying to 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 make a point, make you see th- things in a yeah. different way. And I think that's one of those clips where it was funny, but it was really more poignant. It was more about the message. Um, of course, you know, there was a little bit of <laughs> lampooning where he's like, just say no. How hard is that? <laughs> right. You know, now that's we know. That's what they were saying, you know, and Nancy Reagan came and started right. that whole just say no shit. It's like, well, once you've done a, an addictive drug like that, just say no is like, it's a joke because you're addicted. Yep. So, you know, people are coming around, I guess. They finally get that. Uh, this next one's <laughs> rather long, but uh, <clears throat> I think it's worth playing. It's Dave talking about protecting himself against these heroin-addicted whites. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting a 12-gauge shotgun. So, um, Darren, if you want, just let me know if you, if you want to stop and say anything. I think it's about four minutes, so I was just going to let it play. But uh, we can stop if we need to. First gun I bought was a 12-gauge shotgun. I didn't want the gun. Remember, though, I'd moved to a farm, and I was sitting there on the porch, and I see a white dude walking across my property, entitled, like he's supposed to be there. He had a rifle over his shoulder, too. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> I said, what the fuck is this guy doing on my property? I was mad as shit, but I was unarmed. So I ended up just waving to this motherfucker like a bitch. I was just... <laughs> and as soon as he got far enough away, I ran to my car and sped to Kmart. <laughs> This is in a rural white area. And remember, I was nervous because a guy was on my property. I'm black and I was sweating. You know what I mean? And I ran to the gun counter, black and sweaty, sweating and black. And I looked up at the nigga, I, like, I look like a slave or something. I said, I need a gun immediately, like that. Just like that. The guy didn't ask no questions. He just grabbed a 12 gauge shotgun, handed it to me. I never even held a gun before. I'm not a dummy. I'm like, well, I need some, I need some bullets too. And a guy reached on the counter, put two box shells on the counter. He said, "All right, buddy, which box do you want?" And I didn't know. One box had pictures of some ducks on it. The other box had pictures of some deer. 
I said, well, what's that box with them ducks? He said, oh, that there's bird shot. And then he goes, just like this, I'm not exaggerating, he goes, that won't kill a man. <laughs> he said, it'll just pamper him up nicely. I said, what the fuck? Pamper him. <laughs> you know what it means to pepper a motherfucker up? It means that when the shell explodes, hot BBs will shoot out of the barrel of the gun, not killing a motherfucker, but penetrating their skin and shallow flesh. Boy, that's gotta hurt. Hot BBs? Remember when Dick Cheney shot a motherfucker in the face and he lived? That was bird shot. I said, well, what's that box with the deer on it? He goes, oh, that there's buckshot. Gotta put a hole in the goddamn truck if you wanted to. <laughs> so which box do you want? And he picked the one with the deer up and shook it. <laughs> I thought he was trying to trick me. I was like, do you have a box of the white dude trespassing on it? <laughs> exactly the strength I'm looking for. But I didn't know that if you're defending your home with a shotgun, the formula dictates that you're supposed to buy both boxes. This was not a formula that I was familiar with. It goes like this. The six shots in 12-gauge shotgun. So when you load the gun, you load it like this. First shot, bird shot. Next shot, buckshot. Bird shot. And then after that, gun's Jamaican. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. <laughs> <laughs> She got a picture. Okay, like say I'm in bed and I'm sleeping. And suddenly my wife wakes me up. David, David, wake up. And I'm like, oh, oh, look who's coming around. And I pull my dick over the top of my pajamas. <laughs> look who's coming around. And she says, no, I hear something. I go, oh, this bitch. So I get up out of bed. <laughs> Grab the gun. I say, wait here, baby. I'll go check it out. Just lock the door behind her. <laughs> oh, my God. She's right. Right there in the kitchen is the heroin addicted white. And <laughs> <laughs> he's digging through the change job by the door. <clears throat> I work really hard for that change. I got to do something. So first, I wrap the shotgun. Hey, motherfucker. Click, clack. That's a test. That click-clack sound will stop a rational human being in their tracks. But sure enough, this person is not rational. They're sick on drugs. They're digging in the change. Hmm, hmm, I gotta act fast. This thing's almost got a dollar fifty. I warned you, Berkshire. And there it goes, hot BBs will permeate his yellow heroin skin. Remember, I'm not killing him. I'm just peppering him up nice. He lets out a heroin scream. Yeah. And that should be the end of it. But, uh-oh, I miscalculated. While he's on the ground screaming, I noticed that 
His teeth are horribly miscolored. That's not heroin at all, is it? That's crystal meth. He pops right back up unscathed. Burn! <laughs> <laughs> the heavy stuff. Clack, clack. And then if you got a friend with him, I got one more bird shot left. And I repeat the cycle. After that, nigga, it's slugs for everybody. <laughs> and I'll be in a kitchen full of dying heroin addicts saying stupid heroin last words. <laughs> uh, 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 you shot me, bro. God <laughs> oh, hurts me. <laughs> that that should have finished all now. <laughs> What is your dick out? <laughs> you know, I <clears throat> I don't quite maybe you can enlighten me. I didn't I didn't understand that that part. The what part? <laughs> when she said uh look who's coming around or it sounds like someone's oh. coming around, or whatever and he pulls his dick out <laughs> over his his pants, I don't get it. <laughs> his wife, is, he thinks his wife is, you know, waking him up because she's trying Oh, to... wanting to, yeah, wanting to give him some fellatio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look who's come around. <laughs> oh, man. Great. So, yeah, that's, and I'd never heard that formula for a shotgun either, that you're supposed to do buck, bird shot, buck shot, bird shot, buck shot, buck shot, buck shot, but. Makes sense. Pepper him up real nicely. Pepper. <laughs> See, but I, I that formula for what? Is that for home defense? Yeah, I guess the idea is like you could you could shoot a person with birdshot and not kill them, but it'll be enough to scare them off. They'll leave. Yeah. Then you don't have to deal with the repercussions of killing somebody. Because what a lot of people don't realize, uh, whenever you're defending your home with a gun and you act, you actually do shoot and kill an intruder, you may be justified in a criminal court and get away with it, but then his family can sue you for wrongful death. Yeah. And, um, and either way, you have to go down to the police station and it's not a good, you don't want to, you really don't want to have to kill somebody if you give your statement it. and all that kind of good stuff. <clears throat> now, let's be fair. That's how it's supposed to happen. In uh, I guess the United States of America, mm -hmm. but uh, if Kyle was to shoot and kill, mm, we're not even going to go down that road, buddy. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, not. we're we're not going to go down that road because we'll be on the air. <laughs> we'll be filming for another complete hour. <laughs> three, uh, talking three about if later. you were to shoot someone versus if I was to shoot someone, <laughs> mm, all because of the color of our god. Dang skin. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep on going because, yeah. Mm. Just like I told you before, I don't know. Well, I've never been in the back of the police car. I've, I've ridden, mm. in the, <laughs> ridden in the front seat. <laughs> mm. 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 It's, it's terrible. Disgusting. Not God bless America. <laughs> Reverend Wright. Throw a little Reverend Wright quote in there for, for those who follow things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so we're down to the last clip that I pulled, which is uh, the Juicy Smoulier. I didn't even pull the full one because it's so popular. I just assumed everybody's seen it. And if you haven't, 
if you search for the special on YouTube, it's one of the first things that comes up. Juicy Smoulier. Juicy Smoulier, the very French <laughs> actor. <laughs> and before we play the clip, I wanted to get your take um, as a member of the African-American community. What did you think when this news first came out? Were you, because he talks about how the black community, which he's, he's you know, speaking for the entire community, saying that y'all knew he was lying. Yeah, the black, the black delegation. <laughs> we, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. We knew from the jump that that just didn't add up and it didn't smell right. Because all these now, I will interests. say, we gave it, we gave him the benefit of the doubt for, you know, to hear a little bit first story first-hand account, you know, just kind of listened or whatever. But that's why we didn't rush out to, you know, was too quick to try to defend because we wanted to hear. Yeah, you weren't out and there then once we heard justice for Juicy. Yeah, once we heard, we was like, yeah, this, this is lying. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Dave nailed it. Dave nailed it. He, he can... Dave completely hit this one out the park because once again it's it's comedy and it's comedic relief, but he's being truthful and he you know and he's speaking for the black community in that way and it, that's this is exactly how it went down. Well, we wasn't quiet because you know you know where's the black community? No, because we knew the fool was lying. <laughs> and we knew why? It. What was the point of that? I mean, I still don't get what his was. He just trying to get. He was trying sympathy. too hard, I think. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. And then there's clips of him in a nightclub afterwards talking about he's the gay Tupac and all this crap. And it <laughs> was, have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. We're going to have to look it up when we finish this. <laughs> the gay Tupac. He's, oh, he's like, no. I'm, he was, you know, well, they couldn't take me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the gay Tupac. And I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't know. I, 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 and I think, didn't he go on some show? I don't know. I don't know if it was Oprah. He went out, he went on like an explanation slash apology tour afterwards. And I, I don't know who interviewed him or he was trying to justify it. And it's just like, come on, buddy. But I think he's still on that show or is that show even still on? No, he, no, hear me, sir. They wrote I'm him out. Watcher. Yeah. They wrote him out. He did not return. <laughs> He stayed overseas with his gay boyfriend, <laughs> or gay husband, and they did not bring him back. Oh, man. All right. Well, this clip is excellent, and um, we can end with this one. Actually, no, we're going to end with the acceptance speech, but this is the last clip from the special, which is, again, called Sticks and Stones, and it's on Netflix. Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smollier, please tell me what happened. All right. 2 a.m. We left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. Okay. You were walking. You are walking. All right. And, and where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any 
Okay, what do they have on? MAGA hats! <laughs> MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smith. Yeah. Frank, come in for a second. <laughs> Find out where Kanye West was last night. <laughs> a fucking outrageous story. He said they put a rope around his neck. Has anyone here ever been to Chicago? Yeah. All right. All right, so you've been there. Now tell me, how much rope do you remember saying? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is carrying rope? Like, where did you get mug, nigga, in 1850? Who's got rope? <laughs> Who's got rope? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. And Again, I mean, that that clip, I I didn't even get the full one because it's just so famous and I'm, I'm just kind of assuming everyone has seen the Juicy Smoulier bit. Or, uh, this is MAGA country. I don't know. Do you think we should play that one too? No, we, we're good. We're, okay. We're about to reach our hour, but... <laughs> That's just, it's just hilarious. How... Nigerian dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is MAGA country, you faggot. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Dave is wonderful. He is. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of outrage over this special, but it's all bullshit. <laughs> it's Pretty all much. And Dave is fixing to ex you know share those sentiments with us he is that he feels the same way that us loyal day fans feel towards anyone out there and these critics and the media uh the audiences the so-called not real fans the haters all of you punks some of them bitches out there <laughs> skip scag scallywags <laughs> punk bitches <laughs> Now, as I sip my soda that I'm sure somebody spit in. <laughs> that I'm sure somebody spit in. It's <laughs> my ass, you, you rotten, rotten motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> That's pretty much how his acceptance speech went. Yeah, so, it, was, um, it was great. We'll just end with that. It's great. So, um... Boy, this comes as a complete surprise. <laughs> I mean, I read all the reviews, and they said so many terrible things. They were embarrassed for me. I had lost my way. It wasn't even worth watching. I hope all you critics learn from this. This is a teachable moment. Shut the fuck up forever. Two in a night. These aren't them. These are the ones I won for the other ones, motherfucker. I would like to thank my editor who was nominated. Unfortunately, he did not win, but I couldn't have been more honored to work with Jeff Urin. Stan Lathan has been directing television since 1968. Any show that I watched 
When I was growing up, he directed it from Sesame Street to Sanford and Son to Good Times to Everything Black. And finally, you motherfuckers finally gave him an Emmy tonight. He deserves so much more, but I'm glad you came around. shout out all the other nominees tonight. Tiffany Haddish and Patton Oswalt and Hannah Gatsby and, and Brother Mulaney. You guys are an inspiration to me and I'm honored to be nominated with you. I'm sorry that you didn't win tonight, but who gives a fuck anyway? It's a special night because comedy gets to be itself. It's all we've ever wanted. I hope the war is over. We good? And as always, I love to thank my wife Elaine. That's right. Elaine has been with me for the last 25 years and had to endure the pains of living with the greatest comedian ever. on Monday. Thank you very much. All right, man. Well, it's nice, <clears throat> nice uh, little acceptance speech to kind of wrap things up on. Yeah, it's a perfect ending. And um, congratulations to Dave. On a great, great stand-up. We can't stress that enough. If you have not seen it, shame on you. <laughs> Log into Netflix right now and check it out. Yeah, private message me on Twitter. <laughs> if you don't have a Netflix account, I will give you my username <laughs> and password. Because <laughs> that's how we do. We look out for each other. Um, well, the, our episode that we were going to do, which would be part two of the best of, we'll have to do that one next time because this one. We'll do that next time. So, you know, be looking out for that in about a week or so. Um, yeah, we're going to hit you right back with that and keep this, keep this Dave Chappelle train running. <laughs>